today's lesson is um, becoming a person people want to follow. I don't know how you are, but there's always somebody you want to be around. You know, there's these individuals that you just kind of like, you know, being around because they're just positive. They're just good in nature. At least they seem to be good in nature. And um, you just want to be around them. So this lesson is becoming a person people want to follow and developing the qualities of an effective leader. We have to learn how to uh, effectively change our ways. Only us can do that. You know, I can be the only one that can change who I am. And, and leaders have a different attitude towards life's problems, situations, outcomes. A good, effective leader always has a different attitude. It's not necessarily it's a good attitude, it's just a, always a different attitude. Because when we see certain things in life and we try to understand them, you know, we, 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 we analyze them and we either, we're either programmed to do the good or we're programmed to do nothing or programmed to just do the worst thing possible. And that's how we program ourselves. And I know that many of us that uh, live here in California, you know, we've got laws that, um, the Good Samaritan law, you know, and we, used, we fell back on it. You know, a lot of us, we just stopped being that Good Samaritan because of all these lawsuits that were coming upon, you know, people that are helping other people, you know, and uh, not waiting for, you know, uh, emergency crew to get there and whatnot. And, but, you know, they've kind of lifted the band on that now. So, that kind of uh, uh, that kind of situation has has the same occurrence inside the church, you know, inside of our abilities to be that good person, you know, in the church. You know, sometimes we just prevent ourselves because we don't want to be looked at wrongly, or we don't want to we don't want to um, start something and not be able to finish it, you know. And then people talk about it. So we have all those little things that go on inside of our lives. Um, Jesus Christ told. Uh, uh, in Matthew 15, 14, you know, he writes, um, if a blind man guides a, a blind man, both will fall into a pit. And sometimes that's our attitude. We don't want to do anything. We won't do anything because we feel it's, you know, we're, we're, we're not leading, you know, we're, all, we're leading someone in the wrong direction. And we don't even know where we're going. So leaders and leadership have to have a good attitude toward the purpose of life. They have to have a good attitude toward the purpose, you know, in their in their own little world because this changes the whole dynamics of what's going to occur next. If someone comes to you and gives you some some grave news and just tells you, you know, this is this is happening right now, you know, and you begin to ponder upon it, you have to look at what, you know, what's left over. You know, once if if, if if your bank account had, you know, you know, ten thousand dollars, and for whatever reasons, you know, you look back on it, it only has three thousand dollars. You know, you can't ponder and waste your time and think about what happened to all my money. You've got to know what to do with the three thousand dollars you've got. See, and that's the attitude of a person. You know, if you go off looking for your money, you know. Everything's not going to be paid because all you're doing is looking for everything. Instead of with three thousand dollars, make it a, you 
pay your pay, pay your payments, keep on moving, keep on moving, and then, and then gradually. But individuals will do that, and that's what a blind man will do. A blind man will lead another blind man because, you know, uh, we just don't have the attitude of looking at what, besides what happened, what do I have left? And sometimes that's what we have to look at. What do I have left? What, what has God left me with? You know, I understand that, you know, that, that I'm losing certain things in my life, but what, do, what did God leave me with? What do I have to work with? You see, that's the attitude leaders always have. They'll look for a situation in life and they'll find situations in their lives and begin to understand, you know, that being an effective uh, leader, you know, he has to be able to know when God is calling him. You know, it's not the easiest thing when you and I are called by God, you know, because we question ourselves. We sometimes don't understand if, if God is calling us, you know, to a certain certain uh, a project, you know, to a certain, you know, uh, um, a field, you know, in the church or even a certain uh, 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 place at work or a position at home, you know, within the family. Sometimes we, we don't know. See, God doesn't doesn't just call you. You know, to the ministry, he doesn't call you just, you know, just do to do things around. He also calls you to do other things, you know, in your community. And we sometimes don't even realize that God has called me to do this in the community. And we have to know when God has called us into the community. Uh, an effective uh, leader will feel a strong, you know, a strong calling. It'll be a a, a deep sense of responsibility, an in inborn deep feeling that comes it's a desire you just can't get rid of it it's like i've got to accomplish this i've got to do this i have to try to you know uh, fulfill this in it you know in my life i have to try to do these things you know inside of me you know so it, it comes down what it what it all boils down to when you when, when an individual feels the calling of god to do certain things you know the, 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 it, it all comes down to, to, to this. He understands that God has called him for or called her to a position or a place or, 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 or uh, something greater than himself. And that's where it's at. You get called because there's something greater than you. God uses you or, or calls you because there's something greater than you. And once we realize that, we can understand that and understand that the calling that God has put upon me, you know, it's it's bigger than myself. It's bigger than me. You know, it, it's bigger than anything that I can, that, that I can ever accomplish on my own. So we, we, we vastly look at it and we try to try to accomplish something, you know, that, that we know that we can do. We know that God's called us to do. And we know that God is going to be with us. And we begin to to go in on it. We begin to work on it. And then God begins to unfold inside of it. That's his nature once we take on the calling. But our sense of calling has to be a sense, you know, that, that we feel inside. We have to know when God is calling us or else we're just going to like, like, it's just me wanting this to happen. And we've seen plenty of that kind of stuff going on. You know, things happen and then, you know, um, we want to do these things, you know, we want all these other things to happen and... They only last for a little short time, and then they just fade away. Everybody behind us that was following us just fades away, you know, because it, it wasn't 
It was your own inner person wanting something more to go on and do and stuff, which is fine and dandy and it's good. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. But when it's a, well, I'm talking about a calling from God. We have to know that it is a calling from God. It sense inside an inborn something that happens inside that we just can't get rid of until we fulfill it, you know, and then we accomplish that mission that God has for us. You know, so when, when we begin to understand that, that this caller is bigger than, I, uh, than myself, it's bigger than, 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 than what I'm thinking, you know, because sometimes we don't know how far God can take us. We don't, realize, we, don't, we, don't, we don't realize where God can take us. You know, how much God can pour into us if we allow ourselves to be available to Him. If we just allow ourselves to be available to Him. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 6, and um, verses 1 through 9, um, the, the Bible says that, that um, Isaiah was... was, was um, uh, taken up in a vision and the Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died I saw also the, the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple above it stood the seraphims each one had six wings with twain he covered his face and with twain he covered his feet and with twain he did fly and one cried unto another and said holy holy is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear indeed, but understand not, that understand not, and see, and ye see indeed but receive not. Now, in this passage of scripture, Isaiah is taken up and he's and he's and he, and he's up there with God and he's you know, he's uh, he's given a mis a message. He was called by God and he understood that God had called him. You know, he understood that that he was he was outside of his body and he was there with uh, there, you know, in, in the midst of something he had never seen before, you know, and angels with you know, flying back and forth with six wings on him each, you know, and, and uh, uh, hollering at each other, holy, holy, you know, and he understood, you know, this is, this is something outside of, outside of my, even, my personal even dreams, you know. So with this, you know, illustration, we want to try to um, break it down to us here, you know, here today. You know, people that, that are called are driven to declare an idea, or a, and a challenge, and a goal, and a point. They, and they will also point people in, 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 in some, some direction. They won't just lead them just to go somewhere. They got a direction that they point people to. And this is what Isaiah was being asked of by God. You know, God said there's a nation that, that's full of sin, 
you know, and and I said, Isaiah understood. He goes, hey, look, it, there are a bunch of sinful people, and I'm one also. He he categorized them right in, in the midst. But he had been called by God. So God um, um, took one of the angels and said, hey, get a coal off the altar, you know, and go touch his lips and purge him. In other words, cleanse his, his sin completely. Make him a holy man. Make him a holy man, you know, so that he or, or, or he is able to say to somebody, you know, you're in sin. And he's not. The finger's not being pointed back. And that's, that's the whole ideal here. So when he was able to do that, you know, he, he, he understood that he had to take the people in a direction. A direction that God wanted them. So he, he understood. So when God calls you, you'll always have a means of where to go and what to do. You might not know how it's going to happen, but you know, you know what direction you want to go. And those people that, that, are, that, that see the calling on you, as they did on Isaiah, they understood that Isaiah, you know, was called by God. They understood that when Isaiah began to speak, you know, they felt the anointing. You know, they felt, you know, the voice of God, you know, falling upon their ears. And they followed him because of that, because he was, he was an individual that, that, that had direction. You know, he had, he had a goal. He had a mission, you know, from heaven. So he was very uh, adequate, you know, for the job that he was given. He had all the capability. He, he had it all. And God knew that. And it's funny how some of us, you know, we, you know, we, we, we look at ourselves and sometimes we, we, we can't see ourselves um, doing things that, that, um, that we've never done before, you know. And I know like some people that, that come up here to, to sing and play and whatnot, when they first start, it's like they've never done it before. And there's this, there's stage fright, you know. There, there's, there's, this, there's this pause in their mind, there's a pause in their heart, and even their flesh pauses because they know that they're doing the right thing, but they don't know if they're gonna trip on the way up. They're gonna do something wrong as they're up there. You know, they, they just don't, and there's, there's, there's a pause that goes on in the minds and in the hearts of individuals that come behind, you know, this pulpit, you know, to usher, you know, the word of God, you know, and the presence of God in the sanctuary. And we all will go through that no matter what. It doesn't necessarily have to be here. It can also be at home when you declare your house saved, when you declare, you know, your, your, your workspace saved, that nothing's going to come around. You have to understand that where you are, you know, the presence of God is there. And you declare the presence of God there. So you have the dominion uh, uh, upon you, you know, uh, or the, the grace of God upon you to be able to bring that into your atmosphere, wherever you are. Wherever you are, you can bring that into, into, your, into your workplace. Effective leadership, uh, they don't quit. They, they, they never quit. God, when God purged Isaiah he felt something all by himself no one else felt it but he felt it he felt something he felt all his sins just vanish he had no guilt in him no more he had no he had no he had nothing wrong inside of him and he felt it when at that moment he knew 
He knew he had been sanctified by God. He knew he had been sanctified God by God. And this for this purpose, you know, he was he was he was able to to endure the the the, the faces of the people, you know, the individuals that were looking at him. Because not everybody will agree with what you're trying to do. Not everybody's gonna agree with what you're trying to say. Not everybody will. And as you're talking to a group or you're talking to you know your family at home or whatever might be the case at work, you know, you could always see that face of rejection, opposition. There's always somebody that just doesn't like what you're doing, doesn't like what you're saying, doesn't like what you represent. But we remind ourselves, well, we're, not, we're not here doing our own thing, we're doing this for God. It's Christ inside of us. They reject Christ, they don't reject us. And we have to remember, or you're gonna get all, you're gonna get your feelings all hurt all the time. If you don't remember that they're rejecting Jesus Christ, not you. You're the one that's going to get hurt because it was your, it was you that were, was being used by God. So we have to understand that being an effective leader, you know, uh, and having good leadership, you know, they never quit no matter what comes on them. Now, effective leaderships always have answers. They might not be all the right answers, but they're close enough to write. They have the answers. Why? You might ask, why do effective leaders always have right answers? I'll tell you why. Because they're in tune with God. And God gives them that what they need to say. When there is somebody and something going on, you know, we have to know what to say to individuals. And God is, is, has, has touched us. God has set us apart. God has allowed us to be his voice. And when we say something, and it, sometimes it might seem wrong, but it's the right thing. It's the right thing. It's, you know, it's, it's no different when somebody is walking by, you know, and they see you sitting there, you know, and um, they've got, you know, they, you look at them, they look at you, and all of a sudden they turn to you and they tell you, hey, you know, uh, can you give me a dollar? I'm hungry. And you, you know they're not hungry. You just feel it in your spirit. And it's like, aren't you, don't you go to church? And you're like, yeah, well, I'm hungry, give me a dollar. And it's like, well, no, that's not what this church does. And then you wonder about it after they walk away. It's like, did I give them the right answer? Well, you know, you have to, you have to re rely on God for certain things like this. It might not feel good to say, no, I'm not giving you my dollar. It might not feel right because you're standing outside the church door, you know. But what were the intentions? Was the devil just trying to snag a good earned dollar from your pocket? Was the enemy trying to just see how far he can dig in to your wallet? You see, you sometimes what we say doesn't sound right. But when we just speak it and say it and it just comes natural, you know, and we had no intent in it. And we sit back and think about it, it's like, okay, I'm good with that. I feel okay. I, feel, I don't feel bad. Because she, you know, this individual sure didn't look like he was hungry. He didn't look like he was hungry. And, you know, and you have to try to understand. God will always give you a right answer for somebody. You're walking in the spirit with God. You're, 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 you've been purged by God. 
You know, God has allowed you to, to, to do things, you know, that only He is able to do within inside of you. But we have to be in the right setting. We have to be in the right, in the right way. They, um, you know, they have given, they had, they, they had, they have God given answers is what it is. They had God, they have God given answers. Because they're not, you know, in, normally you'd probably give them a dollar, but when something like that comes out, it's like, it was a God given answer. That was the enemy. You didn't know that was the enemy, but that was the enemy. Just trying to disrupt what you got going on. Now, called leaders are, are, are offered opportunities by God. And sometimes we just don't understand the opportunity that God has given us. We don't sometimes see, you know, what, what we can do in the hands of God. But when God begins to use an individual, and when God begins to, to use circumstances inside of our lives, and, and God begins to, 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 to sh shuffle our world, because he'll, he'll allow that to happen at times, to get you to do certain things, to depend on him, to rely on him. You know, we have to see, you know, what, what is really going on here. And, and a good leader, a good leadership, you know, they, 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 they offer opportunities. And they look for opportunities, not only for themselves, but for others. They're always something, someone comes to you and they tell you something, you know, and you, and you're, 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 you're like, man, I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad. But remember, I told you, what do you got left? Find an opportunity with what is left, with what's going on. Good leaders will find an opportunity out of even something bad that's happened. They'll find something to do with what they've got left. They, 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 they will always find an opportunity for themselves or, or for somebody else. We have to know that God is able to, is able to, um, to communicate not only with ourselves, but with other people. Not only with ourselves, but with other people. This anointing feeling that we get from God when we're called, when God has called us and we feel this anointing, you know, it, it's a little bit different than just getting the Holy Ghost because it's just something that just stays on you. And every time you, 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 you want to do something, you just, it, it has to do with the calling that God has given you. It has to do with that. But being able to communicate this calling to somebody else is not the easiest thing. Your idea is not the easiest thing to, to converse to somebody. Sometimes it's not that easy to try to convince somebody your goals in life. Communication is what allows us to be effective leaders and have effective leadership, you know, in our house, uh, at our work, you know, in the church. You know, we must be able to, to, to visually see what our goal is. We've got to visually see it. If we can't see it, then how can you explain it? If you cannot verbally explain it, it's because you haven't been able to see it. You've got to see your goal. You've got to lay up with God and, and in the heavens like Isaiah did and 
and, and know that you were purged and know that you were called and know that you had a mission and you've seen it. You see exactly what God has shown you. You see exactly what's, what you want to do. You, you know what God has called you. Now you know what you want to do. You have to have that visualization of what and where you're going. Because if people, I'll tell you what, if people find out that you're just walking in the darkness and just, you know, and not really have a plan, really not knowing what's going on, they're going to catch on to you. You know, you, you, you can't just make it up as you go. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan. You have to have a goal. And you have to visualize that. By first seeing it, you're able to see, you're able to speak to people, you're able to show people, you're able to make them understand what you've seen. And they, they'll, they, they begin to, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I, I see it. And once they do that, they'll begin to follow what you're doing. They'll begin to follow your steps. They'll begin to help you out with what's going on. Once they, you get a good, good and clear picture, they have a good and clear picture. If people will grab on and grab a hold of your vision, they'll, they'll start dreaming about your vision. They'll even override your vision. They'll come and tell you stuff that, 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 that's going to happen after your vision. They'll catch your dream. If you have a dream and you have a goal and you, this is what you want to do, you, and people buy into it, you know, because you're, you're just... Hey, follow me or not, I'm doing this. And people begin to do it because they see what's going on. And they allow themselves, you know, to, to have confidence in you. They have confidence in, 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 in what you have, have, have produced within the short time that you've had conversation with them. Because you visualized, you verbalized, and now there's the proof. And people begin to follow you they have a strong belief in people and they are able to find ways to help them grow and become better with each passing day when you become an effective leader and you have this leadership inside of you and you know that God has called you you're not only trying to lead people you're also trying to bring people to the leadership you're also trying to bring them to, 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 to be leaders also. And you'll be able to, to make them strong. You have to believe in them. You can't just believe in, in, oh, God just called me and called me alone. No, God did not call me and call me alone to pastor this church. You know, there is others that are helping pastor this church. And we have to know that. We have to, we have to understand that, that, you know, when we believe in people, you know, we can make them better. You know, and that's why I preached the other day. You know, I'm not afraid of, you know, of anyone being smarter than I am, biblically, you know, theologically. I'm not. Because, you know, it's greater for the church. It's better for the church. I'm going to find you out. I'm going to make a teacher out of you. And then, you know, you're going to have your own. You know, and we're, that's how we're just going to grow. We're just going to keep on going. Every individual has their place of, 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 of being able to teach certain things. You know, everybody has their way of teaching and some have mastered areas in their lives. And so, the, so we use them. 
So we have to know that human assets appreciate in value. Every human that's here, uh, they appreciate in value. The closer they get to God, the more they appreciate. Their value goes up. Their value goes up. You know, we have to understand that about ourselves. You know, our experiences with God, you know, uh, allow us to, 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 to grow. And not only grow, but allow others people to grow with us. And, and that's, that's the, the beauty of, of sharing, you know, our information with individuals. Because we can develop people by visually uh, visualizing um, their potential for them. If I see somebody, if you see somebody and they've got potential, you know, you visualize it for them, you know. They, they probably don't even know that, that, they're, that they, they're good at that, you know. They probably don't even know that they're, they're, they're able to do that because it's so natural for them to do certain things or talk away or say, you know, say things. It's natural for them to do certain things. They're, they're naturally friendly. So we put them in front and make them ushers. We put them in front, make them greeters because they're, they're, they just, they're just naturally that type of a person, you know. And that's what, you know, we uh, as a church uh, look unto. We can allow individuals um, to be better leaders, uh, understanding uh, and sharing the message that they have in their heart by just giving them a little step, give them a little push. A lot of us, we just don't know how to witness. A lot of us don't know how to, you know, um, uh, uh, see the big picture in our lives. We don't. We just don't know how to see the big picture in our lives. But we got to focus on, on, on the little things that we're able to do, the little things that I'm capable of doing, and then allow God just to, to, to make that mustard seed grow inside of us. Confidence in oneself is, is the key. You have to have confidence in yourself. That is the key. Leadership, leaders, effective leaders, are confident in themselves. That is a cornerstone in leading a household. That is the cornerstone in leading a group. That is the cornerstone in teaching a class. You have to have confidence in yourself. An effective leader is creative. There are many creative people, but effective leaders are creative not only in life situations, but in handling problems. Is there anybody in your life that you always call when something's going on? It's because they're effective, create, cre they, 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 they're effectively creative in handling problems. You give them a problem, and in their mind, they just, they just start shooting. They just start shooting things in the air, and, and, and they sort things out, and they come up with a solution. They just come up with a solution. And they don't even know how they do it, but it's because God has gifted them to be that type of a person where they're able to do certain things. Effective leaders know how to use a crisis or a problem to advantage. They will learn, they learn how to use certain things to their advantage. When there's crisis, when there's problems, you know, they use things to the, their advantage. 
And we see this a lot. We see this a lot. I, I, I speak to you openly. I speak to you freely, you know, uh, without repercussions. You know, when a pastor, you know, uh, um, is asked, you know, hey, can you do a eulogy for my family? It's a crisis. It's a bad situation. But it's the greatest opportunity a pastor has or a minister has when he's behind that pulpit to target individuals that have never entered into a church. They use the opportunity of a crisis. Good leadership teaches somebody and, and how to do certain things. You know, not to nail somebody, you know, uh, to the coffin, but to, with love and concern for their souls and their spirits, you know, where individuals go out, you know, uh, understanding, you know, what it is. So effective leadership are creative problem handlers. They can handle any problem. They can, well, maybe not any problem, but they can handle most of the problems that come to them. Amen? So creative, creativity is not always admired by those who don't have it. You know, we always have those, those individuals that they, 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 just, they just look and they just see and, you know, and you're, you're being creative and you're, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that and they always try to shoot you down. They always try to talk about you, you know, and, and it's because, you know, individuals like this are traditional thinkers. Traditional thinkers will never be creative thinkers. They will never be creative thinkers. Traditional thinkers are, 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 are cookie cut individuals. They get told this is what's going to happen. They get told what's going what this is, what this is all about. And that's all in their minds. They have no other creativity. They won't take what you've got and try to make more out of it. They're traditional. And these are the individuals that are sometimes, you know, individuals that are always trying to slow us down. They slow us down with questions. They slow us down, you know, with stuff, you know. Not that they're trying not to understand it. Some won't try to understand, but there's some that are just questioning it. They just question it and question it, you know, to try, and you know that they're just trying to bring that negative and trying to anchor you down from moving, you know, as fast as you can go. Because there are certain things that in life that we have to take a hold of. There's sometimes that the door opens and opportunity opens and we have to rush into it. Too much time and it's over. Too much time of it's over. The door closes because we're here listening to, to people. You, you know, we're here listening to, you know, we got to do this. And we're going to do this now. We got to make opportunity and make the most of it because individuals that have a, a creative uh, ability like this are, are geniuses in their way because they, 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 they make things happen. They allow things to, to be created and then they, they don't care if someone is with them or someone's helping them. They'll, 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 they'll grab one somebody and let's do this. This one somebody and let's do this. And then they, they, they just start doing stuff. It's like my brother Eddie, you know, all of you know him, you know, he learned electricity. And he learned by getting chalked, you know, he learned by popping light bulbs, he learned, all, he fried all kinds of wires. But he learned. And when he learned, he got me involved. And I was like, I, I was like his gopher. We'd go down and we'd strip a house down and stuff, and I'd be up in the attic, and he's telling me, pull. And I'm pulling wire, I'm pulling wire, you know, and then I just get what I need. 
and I'm going down another, and we're going through all the walls of the house and stuff, putting all brand new sockets, new lights, and the whole trebang, you know. And I learned. He didn't need nobody else. All needed is one somebody that wanted to learn. And that was me. I, w I wanted to learn. I, I, I burned a couple of wires too. <laughs> but you know, that's what you've got. If you've got, if you've got that ability and that knowledge and that little bit and you just keep on cultivating it and making it happen, you know, eventually someone's going to take notice and, and like, hey, brother, I go, you're making some good money, man. And we, so I jumped on board and we started making some good money. We'd be making like $900 in about three days. Easy money. I mean, easy money. Electricians ain't cheap. Y'all know that. And we just we just got down to we're just boom, boom, and we're done. Three days, we're done. After all materials were done, nine hundred dollars in the pockets. Easy money. So you have to have that type of ability, you know, to 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 not be afraid to not you know to have confidence within yourself with what you're doing and know that you know I'm gonna do this you know no matter what it might take me a week if I get if I get some help better for me I'll be done in three days and that's what it's all about you know we have to have that ability to to rip ourselves to take all the 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 the, the, the skepticism the doubts, the fears, the anxiety, the unbelief inside of us and trash it and know that we can do this. We can't get hung up, you know, uh, with skepticism, people talking to us. Oh, you can't do that, man. You need this and you need that. Oh, we don't need that. All I need is the owner's permission. That's it. And we have to understand that we have to put down put doubt down, fear down, anxiety down, unbelief down, and know that God is going to do something. Why? Because there's a, there are, leaders are, are, are able, these type of leaders, these effective type of leaders are able to, to, to lose themselves. They lose themselves into immortality. You can get lost in immortality. When you feel like that, like, like nothing can stop you from doing what you're going to do. Within your own mind, within, you know, you know, you know, you're flesh and blood, but within your mind, you're just, you just feel this invincible individual, you know, immortal in a sense that you don't care. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, you know, and we make possibilities in our lives we make possibilities happen why because we know the truth because god spoke to us god said it's going to be done it's going to be done god spoke. that's the truth and we run with it we run with it and we we know that god is going to make it happen because god is able to make anything happen but we have to see it first visualize it Verbalize it and then just do it. And if nobody wants to go with you, go at it alone. 
and somebody's going to take notice. Well, somebody's going to take notice and they're going to join you. And by the time you know it, you're going to find yourself leading. You're going to have a lot of followers just doing the something that you want to do, you know. An effective leader acts consistently. In Matthew 7.15, the Bible says that Jesus says, Be, Beware of false prophets. Beware of falsehood. Be careful. You know, don't don't fall into a trap with with people that 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 are trying to uh, mislead you or trying to uh, uh, misguide you. You know, you 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 have to try to find individuals you know that are truth, that are real, you know, that are not afraid to to give you information or or show you things, you know, and not expect something back from you, because we there is a lot of individuals that. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you stuff, but you know you own one. You know you own one. Deep inside, you know you own one. Because that's just, they don't say it, but you know you own one. But then there's individuals that, you know, like, hey, I got you today. And I, oh, cool, put your wallet away. And you're good. And you know, you, they, they mean that. You don't own one. Because you know who they are. Why they are the way they are. Because... Individuals that are constant, they, 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 they don't have any falsehood in them. When they say, you know, I got you, don't worry about it, that's what they mean. They're not expecting anything from you. They don't want anything from you. They don't, they, you know, they're not, you know, nothing. That's what they mean. They, they, and this is what Christ was saying. Beware of false preachers. Beware of, you know, all these wolves you know, in sheep's closing. Beware and be careful for all these individuals. And, and it's not just preaching the gospel, it's wanting to abuse your life. Use you the way they want to use you. And that's not what we should be. We shouldn't be trying to, you know, gain somebody's, you know, uh, uh, ability, you know, and then with something, you know, we, we have to be an honest person. If somebody wants to give, you know, they'll give. If somebody doesn't want to give, they don't give. That's just the way life is. Now, in my last uh, uh, portion of is effective leaders must be cons consistent in three ways. You have to be consistent in three ways. One, in the area of people. Two, in the area of principles. Three, in the area of projects. You have to be consistent in these three areas to be an effective leader, to have leadership. You can't lay, 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 let down on any of them. You have to be able to know, you know, that that what you're doing, what you're doing, you're doing it for the Lord. What you're doing, you're doing it because God has called you to do this. What you're doing, it's it's to it's because God has had had favor in your life, and you're you're you're, you're doing this not to gain anything, not to have anything. You're doing it because God has allowed you to be in that position. 
Effective leaders must be consistent in their dealing with people. They have to be consistent with dealing with people. You have to know the person to help them. You cannot just help somebody if you don't know who they are. Because you might say something wrong. You don't know if their parents just passed away. You don't know if, you know, if they just went through a divorce. And you might say something wrong if you don't know the details of a person when you're trying to help somebody. So you have to be you know, consistent in trying to know an individual. Consistent in knowing you know, what's going on uh, in, in someone's you know, uh, uh, life. Not necessarily affairs, but just in their life, you know, uh, what, what is normal to know. Uh, because this helps build their security in you to follow you. It builds their security in you. You know, when, when they're following you, when they're when they're when you, you've got a goal and you're and, and, and you're you're doing this goal, you know, you're you're just not walking forward and taking care of, you know, the goal, but you're you notice that there are people following you. And these individuals that you're following, you have to get you have to get into a place where, where you get to know them. You know, you got to get to, into a place where, you know, you want to know them. You know, so when they're not there that one day, you know, you, 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 you give them a call. You know, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? You know, and then you, they get, it's why? Because you're consistent with what you're doing. It's just not doing what you're doing. They are following you. That's your consistency now. They're following you as you fulfill your goal. And we don't want to lose anybody when we're doing that. They, they feel secure. And the secure in, they're secure in knowing, you know, uh, that, that, that you're available. They can come to you. They can talk to you. You know, they, they, can, they can share things with you. That's what, that's what goes on when you become this individual, a, a, a people person. You begin to deal with that individual, you know, and, and you begin to uh, show yourself a leader. You show yourself um, availability and to talk with them about anything they want. If it's a comic that they a comedy that they heard and they want to relay it, they'll relay it. If it's something tragic, they'll relay it. They're not afraid to talk to you. That is one of the effective consistencies that we have to be in. We have to be consistent in being able to show people and help people in the things that they need. And that's the way we have to do it. The second one, the principles. Leaders must be consistent in their principles. This provides direction. People have difficulty with change. But if you have principles, if people know who, how you are, you know, you're, you know, they, they they, they look at you and they know exactly what you're all about. You have principles. And then you decide, well, one day, you know, that you're not going to, you're, you're going to go a little bit off. People have a hard time with that change. Let, let, me, let me give you an example. Uh, you're kind of like, like, what are you talking about, Pastor? Let me give you an example. Let's say one day, Sunday comes around. And and I come dressed like Dean. I come dressed like Reuben. And I and I'm up here preaching. 
Now, how would you feel about that? You see, you have, I'm not going to hell. I'm good. I feel good in my skin. I got my chankalankas on and I'm good. You see, people are not good with change. You see how that follows? I've got principles. You, most of you know my principles. You know what I will do, what I won't do. You know what to ask me, what not to ask me. And still you guys come and ask me. I don't know why. But, that, but you know my principles. You know what we're all about here. So when you are able to be consistent in your principles, in what you believe, and not stray from them, you're able to have people look at you and know you. Because there's nothing new about you. You're an open book. You're, you're, you're someone that they can rely on, you know, with, with, with all their heart. You know, um, when an individual wants changes to happen, they've got to be gradual. You can't just, I just can't come up, maybe one day I'll just come up with my chanclas. Hmm, it's not that bad. And yeah, you guys will get over it because it was a hot summer day. You see, it has to be gradual. And then the day's got to be like 110, I'll come in my shorts. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go, do what Pastor did too. And I got you guys doing it. You see, if you're going to change as a leader, and if you're going to change things in your leadership, it's got to be very gradual. Because change is hard to take. People will not just accept what you give them. They just turn back and go the other direction because you haven't allowed them to understand you and know you well enough. But if you, they know you well enough, they understand you well enough, you've been an open book with them, they are very, very convinced to know that they are not doing the wrong thing. So the third one, effective leaders must be consistent in their projects. This builds moral. When you have a project and you're, 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 you're doing it and you're consistent in your project, no matter what it is, it builds morals, not only in you, but it builds morals in those that are following you because they know that you're, 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 you're wanting to deal with this problem you know, that your project is happen, ha having right now, but you're still going forward with it. You haven't abandoned, you have not quit. You're still trying to make it happen. You're still trying to make it work. So your morals are, I'm not a quitter. I'm not gonna stop, I'm gonna continue. And you allow individuals, you know, to build on those morals and they begin to be that second will and help you out with the situation. They must know that you're dependable and responsible in the projects that are given to you. And you have to find yourself like this, responsible and dependable to any project that's given or that you decide that you want to take on. You want to take on a project, you just do it. You have all the room to do it with. And you have to allow yourself to be this individual. You can't just, you know, say, well, everybody will follow me. You know, I am a firm believer. That's not how it works. This is how it works. Being an effective 
a leader, having leadership with inside of your life, we have to be able to know that the projects, you know, that, that we have in our lives, you know, will provide direction for those that are following us. They will, they will provide direction for those that are following us. Because they know that you're not a quitter. They know that you're steadfast. They know that you're constant. They know that, you know, you're reliable. They know that, you know, that you want to be, you know, a, a help to them whenever, you know, they know all this. And they want to follow you. They want to get in on what you've got, you know, and allow, you know, your, your, your life to be in their lives. Now, I'm going to close with this story for, um, because there's, there's, there's a couple of Disney guys here. Walt Disney was in the fifth grade. Walt, and um, he was in the fifth grade, and his teacher asked him to make flowers and do some drawings and whatnot, or you know anything artistic. And there was color pencils and paper. Every child had them, and he began to draw stuff. And she was going around the room and. She was looking at, you know, houses and cars and families and all this kind of stuff. And she looks over Walt's shoulder and uh, she looks at his picture and his drawings. And he has a bunch of flowers, all kinds of colors and stuff. And she stoops down and says to him, Walt, flowers don't have faces. And he looks, with, looks up at her with all confidence and says, mine do. And today, you go to Walt Disney and all the flowers have faces in the fifth grade. He conjured that up. Being consistent, knowing what he wanted, knowing how he, he thought with or without anyone. He knew what his imagination was able to do and create. He is creative in, his, in what he was doing. And there it is, the, 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 the Disneyland. Everybody's fantasized with it. So don't sell yourself short because someone tells you that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not going to work. You know, it, no one's going to like it. You know, you've got to go and do what's proposed in your heart and do it. Amen? Brother Dean dismisses. Jesus for being with us today. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for the lesson that was given to us. We pray that what was taught here would we would we would uh, respond to it and and grow on that Lord Jesus, that it would be implanted in our hearts, Lord. And we pray that you would just continue to teach us to be better leaders in this day, Lord, and just continue to teach us to be wise, Lord. Amen. Just we pray. Amen. 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 Any questions?